Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. (gasps) Nerd Debate 5 live. There we go. Boom. That is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at... The amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster of Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>Welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 90. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched, we watched Aquaman. Water Thor. <laughs> Absolutely the appropriate subtitle. Yeah. Aquaman, Water Thor. Um, <laughs> episode 90, man. We're 10 away from, we're halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. This is insane. 90 Jesus. episodes plus all the other bullshit we've done. Like oh, we, we hit 100 a while ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But holy our, cow, that's uh, crazy. Our, our podcast host uh, shows us how many episodes we've done and we're like at 107 or 8. And I was like, fuck. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. I believe that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. And that's not even counting. Actually, that's not even counting all of the Patreon. Only the Patreon we've brought over so far. Oh, that's very true. So, yeah, yeah. Listen, we're professionals. We're kind of a we're kind of a big deal. I mean, no, we're not I'll a big deal. It. We're just professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here we are uh, in the. We want to ignore Zack Snyder, but we can't. DCEU. That's right. That's right. We are. We are. Uh, Zach and his wife get a producer credit on this, of course. Fuck yeah, they do. Right? I mean, Momoa's, Momoa's ride or die for Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. He actually wanted him to direct this. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, it was funny. It was, I was working on a project today at work, and it was one of those, like, it was kind of heads down. I was working on it, producing a draft of something, and didn't really need to be interact with anybody, so I put the headphones in and I was uh, listening to the second half of uh, last season's closer, the Zack Snyder justice league. And, and remembering how much I love that 
the Snyder cut. I mean, I re- yeah. I really want more of the Snyderverse. I, it's g- give me that HBO. Give me HBO Max. Come on, just give it to us there. Well, I I'm fine with that. But also, while we're on HBO Max, put this put Aquaman up in 4K for Christ's sake. Do it. Do it. It's only in it's only in HD, which is probably like 1080p. But I'm like, mm. I know you have it available in 4K. I I pay for <laughs> for the HBO premium. Max. Yeah, give me it in 4K. Just seems reasonable. Not that hard. Sure. Just flip seems a switch, reasonable. and also stop putting the uh, TV edited version of Birds of Prey up there. Did you see that? No, no. Why? They why would tea- you put? It was some, some somebody put you know instead of the feeds like TBS yeah. or yeah TBS it, it put it to HBO Max and people were like where's all the swearing and the violence in this movie <laughs> huh. it's all gone well I don't want to watch it then yeah no Yip. it's the best part of that movie Yippee Mister Falcon do you know while we're on that we'll get to the movie I promise sure uh, I Zombie. They tried to get a motherfucker by. Really? That's a bold yes. trick. Well, I mean, it's cable. There's no reason why they can't. Cable it's, voluntarily it's, C- fo- it's CW, cable so voluntarily follows the FCC broadcast rules and they don't have to. Sure. Um, but CW keeps their stuff PG thirteen. And I'm wondering if they like they filmed it and then somebody at C- at Warner Bros. like, we we can't do that. That's we're we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> we're not we're not ready but, for that. The main bad guy. You watched a little bit of. I watched a little bit of it. Aubrey and Jack consumed all of it. Kills someone near the end of the series. Stabs him in the head. He goes, how do you like that, motherfucker? But they changed it to monkey fighter. (laughs) Monkey fighter. And I remember watching the episode being like, monkey fighter. And then I rewatched it when it hit Netflix. I went, oh, he said motherfucker. He's totally not a monkey fighter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just fuck his mother. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Boy, would that so, segue? <laughs> uh, hey, before we continue anything, that's um, right. I've got a little crinkly, crinkly in front of me. Thank you. Apologies to anyone who has uh, misophonia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Phil. But we've got a uh, little gift here from, let me start over. We were both pretty fucking crazy busy this week. Yes, yes. And neither one of us could get to branching out. My wife came to the rescue and was like, well, you've got beer that you're going to be drinking that night. Why don't you just (laughs) do that? I'm like, I don't know if it'll fit the theme because we don't know what it is. She goes, all beer has water in it. I'm like, (laughs) you know, here's to to marrying up, which both of us really did. So kudos to Danny Ryan. Now, also, as if anyone is following Todd on social media at TMP and SYR, that's right. Uh, Todd already looked at this beer. I did because, to be fair, <laughs> I wanted to be prepared with our rundown. So it's a surprise mm. to you. I know the what magic we're of editing could have, well, could have you could have clicked the clack. Well, I no. I wanted it to be organic, so I know what we're <laughs> drinking. I wanted, to, but I haven't I wanted to do it during it. But I haven't uh, I haven't clicked snapped it open yet. So hey, Casey, right. well, I'm you, look. I mean. You know, I mean, this is because we are... Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Yeah, exactly. What are we drinking? Oh, I got to keep it cold and drink it fresh, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Ask the milkman. Okay, we're drinking Barrier Brewing Company's Ask the Milkman. I'm guessing... It's an India cream ale. 
Really? Yeah. Now, Barrier Brewing Company, kind of like stealth mission into our podcast. This is the fourth time we've drank their beers. We've drank their beers for The Incredibles, Batman Under the Red Hood, and Chronicle. Wow. So this is number four. a fan favorite. Yeah. So they're located along the south shore of Long Island in beautiful Oceanside, New York. Their first Mm -hmm. batches started rolling out to the public in June of 2010. Ask the Milkman is, uh, and I'm quoting from uh, their little write-up for the beer on Untapped. We combine two styles of beer here, pulling from the best and fr- pulling from the best of an IPA and a cream ale. Pulling, okay, it's a weird phrase sentence. We combine two styles of beer here, pulling from the best an IPA and a cream ale have to offer. Tons of malted and flaked oats, a heavy hit of lactose in a ruthless dry hop that consists of mosaic, citra, and simcoe in both pellet and cryo forms. A damn beauty. This is Ask the Milkman. All right. Um, also, I want to point out, uh, did you see the ABV on this? Uh, ooh, yes. Holy cow. So, so I'm glad there's not a second beer that we're drinking, because I would have drank this before we started. Oh, sure. 8.7%. Holy cow. All right. Well, let's... Mm. Uh, into this. And again, I'm intrigued. An IPA and a cream ale. I, those are this not combinations I think of. Okay. So it's got a it's got a aggressive head on it. Well, sometimes you want an aggressive head. <laughs> Every time you say it, I'm gonna make the joke. <laughs> oh yes, it does, because yeah. oops. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Oopsie doopsie. Um, well, hang on a second. Yeah, sure. The dog is being so fucking defiant. Can you see him here? Mm, no. Uh, my, I'm covering myself. Hold on. Can I move my... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't sit want down. To down. Yeah. I don't want to sit down. He's I'm like, there. you're not the boss of me. Sit down. Oh, look at that. Me? Little shit. Oh, fucker. He's also pissed because he hasn't gone to daycare and so on oh that's right you're still in the blackout when does he get his shots uh next wednesday and then is it like a period after that like a or so usually it's a you email it to him they figure it out i'm gonna go over there wednesday i'm gonna bring him <laughs> home because it would be really cruel to drive up there and be like just kidding you don't get to go yeah yeah uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna go there and be like hey is there any way he can come tomorrow yeah 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 because he's losing his goddamn mind <laughs> <laughs> Look at this sad sack. Look at this. Oh, come here. Okay, hang on. Oh, buddy. <laughs> He's like, I want to do things. Uh, and, you know, for those it's of you who can't stupid. see, I, I feel like we maybe we need to share a picture of, um, of the moose. Of the moose. Uh, because his mohawk is just del- adorable. Even that's not really fluffy right now. There yeah. You know. Okay, I love you. Go sit down. All right, I'm ready to drink. Poor now. Fagan. Okay, all right, uh, all right. So you you kind of started the. Oh, oh no, we got drink. Oh shit, I'm moving right along here. What am I doing? <laughs> Easy there, oh, Kermit. Let's. All right, cheers, buddy. Ooh, I like cheers. Well, that's just happiness in a glass. Uh, you know, I would not have thought you could combine an IPA and a cream ale. You really can. Motherfucker, that is smooth that and. Is... But it's both smooth. I, I believe that and is incredi- the phrase you like. <laughs> Lethal. Yep. It is smooth and incredibly hoppy. 
it, but yet not bitter from the hops. Jesus. Oh, and these so are 16-ounce cans. The, this beer would fuck you up. This beer would fuck me up, I mean. Uh, once again, uh, Joel and Carissa knocking it out of the fucking yeah. park. Yeah. Holy cow. This. We will never miss the Advent beer calendar again. That's just This is just the way it is. Advent so, beer calendar. Uh, any Syracuse listeners, get ready for 2022 yep. to do the Advent beer calendar because uh, it, it is awesome. It sells out every year, but it's worth it. And uh, grab a Krampus shirt while you're there. So, uh, Again, Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> I was right. listening to the Ant-Man uh, oh, yeah, edit, yeah. and you said Krampus. Then Krampus. Like, oh, it's, Krampus. it's Krampus. It's Jorman. Would you lay down, you big moose? Oh, my God. He's just going to stare at me while we podcast. Okay. <laughs> That's not awkward. Okay. <laughs> Considering he's almost eye level with me right yeah. now? No, it's not awkward at all. <laughs> um, so, well, get it out of the way. There's no almost cast because a lot of this cast, uh, a lot of the a lot of the actors from this migrated from Justice League. Sure. Uh, obviously, Momoa uh, in deleted scenes that are now have been restored thanks to Zack Snyder. Uh, the wonderful Willem Dafoe. Um, oh, what uh, what is her name? Ma- Mara. Yeah, Amber Amber Heard. Amber Heard. I think that's it. But you know, uh, the one thing I did read is that um, Momoa specifically requested Timura. Is that how you say his first name, Morrison? Yeah, I think it's Timura. Yeah, yeah, uh, Boba Fett. Who is a delightful uh, New Zealand act- actor? Yep, he's he's uh, Maori, I believe. I believe you are correct. Yeah, he uh, and he's uh, you know he's really kind of a that guy actor. Uh, I think if you, have, I believe that's why I said he's Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean that too. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, um, he's Boba Fett. He's Django Fett. Obviously, he's um, he's the voice of. No, he's not. Yeah, That's, he is. No, you're right. The voice, the of, voice on the uh, on the Clone Wars. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that I don't know. He's the voice. I thought you were going with them. Um, he's the voice of uh, the F- Chief Tui, the father of Moana. Yes, he's the he's the speaking voice. The singing voice is Christopher sure. Jackson, um, George Washington from Hamilton. Oh, is he a former uh, alumna of your? Of yours, of my alumni, school, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, uh, best friends with Lin Manuel Miranda. That's I don't. Why he's in Moana. I don't see credits for him. For would that have been Clone Wars? Yeah, it's uh, D. Badly, Bradley Baker, okay, uh, person who also did Obi Wan. Got it. Got it. Did all okay. the clones too? Although he does, but he's just doing a Timura um, Morrison impression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and from you know, good for him. From two thousand two, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's got eight. Now, this is in addition to his film and TV credits. He's also got eight credits for video games as Django Fat or Boba Fat or you know, clone officers or troopers. Um, so good for him. But yeah, he's. Uh, I, I like him. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Um, and he just, uh, I just like him. Oh, he was Abin Sur. I forgot about that in Green Lantern. Oh, fuck, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
He's good. He's oh, great. He's wow. That's a mind fuck right there. <laughs> With oh. uh, Taika Waititi, the what? other uh, famous Maori actor. <laughs> two thousand. Now he's got a credit. So his Wikipedia page, two thousand four, The Empire Strikes Back, voice of Boba Fett for the DVD version. They must have dubbed. Yep, they, they absolutely did. So wow. instead of it being "He's no good to me, Dad," it's "He's no good to me, Dead." I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with it's that. Continuity. It's it's sure. of, uh, and also we've we've talked about this of the special editions of the original trilogy. Everything that's done in Empire doesn't bother me. Got it. It's that. It's. Uh, on Cloud City, instead of walking by white panels all the time, they made windows with like spaceships Stuff going by. Yeah. It's little tiny details, except when they release, and it's gone now, but when they release in the theater, when Luke lets go after finding out what he finds out, I'm still staying spoiler free <laughs> for a 40 year old spoiler. Okay. Um, but still, sure. somebody might not have watched it and stumbled on our filthy podcast. Um, and uh, when he lets go, it's like that's such a badass moment for Luke because he just silently falls. Mm-hmm. For the theatrical oh, uh, tell me they special editions, they put in the Emperor's scream when he falls down in uh, Jedi. And I was like, and it's very clearly, it's that scream. And I'm like, this, this is stupid. Yeah. Just the silent resolve of just, I'm going to die now instead of doing what you want me to do. Is one it's of so Luke's much most badass moments. One hundred percent. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, All right. So most of those so, actors. But we're come not over. here to talk about Star Wars. No, 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 we're not. Um, <laughs> so uh, nothing else. Like in terms of almost cast. I mean, you summed it up. Okay. So we got yeah, to. That's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's. It. I was just going to say that's it. That's just the that. Uh, uh, what's his face wanted? Um, Momoa wanted Morrison. Okay. So uh, two two writers get credit for the screenplay here. So the first is David Leslie David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick um, wrote Red Riding Hood, Wrath of the Titans, a couple of the Conjuring movies. Kind of a horror writer, which makes sense because James Wan, who directs this, is primarily a horror director before sure. he does this. Right? Um, James Wan directed. The first Saw movie, and he also writes a lot of these. Uh, he directed Insidious, lots of horror films, Furious 7, um, but really kind right. of a horror director. And uh, uh, Malignant, right? Yes, it was. was yep. it? Yeah. Yeah. Which. And you know what? I don't think I've seen any of those, but I certainly recognize all the titles, but I haven't seen any of them. Malignant. You yep. know what? No. Malignant is just for Todd, late night one night, because. About three quarters of the way through the movie, you're literally just going to go, "What the fuck just oh. happened?" Okay, it is now maybe I'm, I'm going to watch. It. Okay, all right. Don't get me wrong; it's a bad movie. I'm <laughs> I'm not endorsing it as a good movie. Got it. But the thing that happens, I literally paused the movie and went, "Holy shit, that just happened!" <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the the other gentleman that gets a writing credit, his name is Will Beal. He wrote Gangster Squad. He wrote hmm. uh, the story for Zack Snyder's Justice League. He actually had a okay. career as a L.A. police detective uh, prior to take, turning his hand here. He's got some producing credits in that space. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then James Wan. I mean, you know, no disrespect to any of those gentlemen. You know, I think 
clearly this is, you know, if it was not for the fiasco that was the theatrical release of Justice League, this is really an extension of Zack Snyder's universe. I would say in the same way, I mean, if things had gone radically different, you know, this is the way that George Lucas, Star Wars is his creation, even though he doesn't write and direct them after Star Wars. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, he direct he he comes back and directs three more, and none of them are very good. Well, oh, oh, are we are we are we counting those? No, but I mean, like clearly, this <laughs> we, is we have to. <laughs> yeah, but this is really you know Zack Snyder's vision, and again, I this mean, is what, also I can't remember, and I forgot to look it up if Walter Hamada was still head of WB, but this is very much like because Wonder Woman was in production. While uh, it might have been through production before Justice League came out, if I'm remembering correctly, so this was the first thing that was done post uh, the explosion of Justice League and how terrible it yeah. was. Yeah, this is definitely like a writing of the ship, but they go too far. It, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I land on this movie, and hopefully by the end of this conversation, I will know. <laughs> well, uh, so you said, so 2017 is the year that the theatrical release of Justice League is released. This movie's released in 2018. My assumption is they were probably filming, you know, one oh, right they after had another. To have been. Yeah. They had to have been filming because all the underwater stuff was done. Do you know how they did all the underwater stuff? Uh, yes. In front of a, in front of a, no. I, I saw a note I can't remember. <laughs> They're on a they're on a blue they're on a blue stage pretty yep. much a blue screen stage, and they're all hooked into harnesses, not, but not like suspension harnesses counterweights and you know they had crew members pushing them up and they worked with them and that's why the the water work looks so yeah. good in this yeah movie. It, it really does it really does uh, you referenced Walter Hamada um, so he, mm. just for the timestamps here let's see. Uh, now he's got some, he, well, a lot of executive producer credits. Um, sure. Uh, let's see. When does he? In January 2018, after Jun Justice League underperformed critically and commercially, Warner Brothers appointed Hamada as the president of DC Films. So he was oh, not then president. Oh, the guy for before that. him. Excuse me. It's not Walter Walter Hamada. It's um. <sighs> I'm not going to think of his yeah, name. I'll pull the guy it up. that had to, the guy who left also because he was sleeping with someone, kept promising them parts in their movie. Yikes! And, uh, so that was uh, Jeff Johns. Nope, not Jeff Johns. Nope. Sorry, John no. Berg. Nope. Former uh, co-chairman of um, Chantel Nong is still in. It's place. the guy who was. Well, in so Walter. Walter Hamada is still the president of DC, of right, DC-based so film it's production. Prior to that, it was Jeff Johns was the former co-chair of DC Films, former DC Entertainment president. I'm sorry, CCF. not DC, Warner Brothers. Oh, I'm sorry, Warner Brothers. Okay, uh, can I find that Warner? Okay, Me Warner Brothers Pictures Group. Let's see, where's the management there? Shocker, you can't find the names of who's attached there. Hmm. Warner Brothers Pictures. 
Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time. It, you know, we Lynn Frank. No. See, Tony Emmerich joins in January of eight. Okay, hold on. In <laughs> 2017, John Robinoff was the first no, president was of Warner another, Brothers Pictures. Um, October of 2018, Lynn Frank, president of Warner Brothers Pictures Group, leaves the company to pursue new opportunities. Was he the bad guy? Lynn Frank? No. Because he leaves the company to pursue new opportunities. Kevin Tsuhara. Oh, I've heard you mention that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the Warner Brothers chairman and CEO, excuse me. And he was ousted for sexual misconduct allegations. In one of his texts, (laughs) which is, I'm not laughing at at any part of what happened to this poor... uh, individual but the one of the texts he sent to her was i need to be careful well kevin you weren't careful enough <laughs> also <laughs> go fuck your own face yeah 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 holy cow he was a, he was the asshole who was confused as to why um the uh what's his face scene needed to happen the uh no man's land scene needed to happen in Warner, in wonder woman Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, he was, Kevin Sujihara was chairman from March of 2013, uh, chairman from December of 2013, and then leaves in... In 2018. Uh, well, he resigned in March of 2019 as chairman and CEO of Warner Brothers, and then a year later, September of 2020, Hollywood Reporter revealed that Sujihara and uh, another guy may have colluded to cover up the real nature of their relationship with Charlotte Kirk. Charlotte Kirk. Yep, that's her name. That's the woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yep. I don't know why we're spending time on those scumbags, but uh, uh, to, to once again say, go fuck your own face. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so uh, again, the, hey Todd, it, how much money did this? Yeah, thing and it. Yeah. Uh, so budget one sixty to two hundred million, depending on the reports, and okay. the box office one point one billion with a B dollars. That is why we are getting Aquaman. The Lost Kingdom. Yeah, and I want to I, I want to get into the movie because I want to talk about The Lost yeah. Kingdom. Well, no, I want to mm-hmm. talk about the movie. All right, and then finally, uh, the IMDb score for this film is a six point mm-hmm. nine out of ten. Six point nine. I think that's a little low. Well, let's uh, let's hold that till the end. I think what we can do now is roll the film. Do you remember in Ant-Man? Yes. We were talking about the amazing digital de-aging. Oh my Apo- God. Apologies to this actress, but when you have the amount of plastic surgery that Nicole Kidman has had, it looks fucking horrible. But to be fair, Tamura Morrison looks horrible as well. The digital Yeah, they don't have the budget. Willem Dafoe looks horrible. The digital de-aging is the worst effect in this movie. The digital, no, I think the the water hair is pretty bad. Oh no, I think I I am willing to overlook that because it's happening with the other stuff around it. The digital de aging is just jarring to me. It all looks like they all went to a really bad plastic surgeon. It doesn't make them look younger. It looks like they're trying to make themselves it, look younger. It makes them look like CGI characters, right? Yeah, a little bit. Ant Man was what twenty sixteen ish. I can tell you. Hold on. Oh, I got my notes right here. Ant Man with no Ant Man. Sorry, 2015. 
So three so years before this, it. we knew how to do it. It's yeah. just the power of the mouse versus the power of the bros. No, you know, I think what it is is so it's certainly a, a technology that's available, but I don't think it's. It clearly must not be to the point where it's like off a shelf. It's just a commodity. Like you get gasoline. Oh, we just apply a de aging effect. I think it's probably still depending on where you go. They have different methodologies that they use to sure. do that, and. You know, kudos to Marvel. They picked the right place to do it because it works so well. This kudos to kudos to Disney. Let's put that on Disney okay, sure. as the whole because did you see that someone took uh the slight spoiler for the Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of season three, but looks like a monster. It's terrible, terrible season digital two? de-aging. We haven't seen season, season seventeen. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Season okay. two, yes. Yeah, all right. Um but Somebody went through and digitally mapped an actual like likeness of Mark Hamill circa 1983, and it made the rounds, and it ended up in, at Disney. And instead of having them pull him, pull it down, oh, they hired him. That's fucking brilliant. This guy knows what he's doing, and we don't want anyone else to get what he's doing. I'm like, guys, look, you may do some shitty stuff, and you know, people are still sour about the. Certain studios merging with with uh, with the Fox buyout and people losing their jobs, <laughs> but their business and they know how to do it. Meanwhile, Sebastian stands like I'm right here, guys. I am right here. Listen, if, if they don't, it's a fucking missed opportunity, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so I'm done bitching about that effect. Now the rest of the time, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna rave about the effects, and the, the hair doesn't bother me. So yeah, we get a once upon a time. I, I met a sea person and fucked her, and we had a baby. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to speed through the <laughs> prologue. <laughs> yeah. That was that. <laughs> that pretty much covers Tamara Morrison's voiceover, right? That's yeah, that's good enough. I mean, the whole opening. If you set aside how bad it looks, I actually love the scenes between. So Thomas Curry and mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta, the scenes between them are so incredibly sweet. Tamara Morrison is no slouch, but he's not Oscar winner Nicole Kidman. I got to be honest with you. If you look at his body of work, he's a fucking really, really good actor. He has a look that I think, you know, it's like Dave Batista, right? Like Dave mm-hmm. Batista is now being cast almost against type, right? Like I think Dave Batista's probably the only part worth watching, in my opinion, in the new Blade Runner 2047. Oh, I thought you were going to say the new Dune. I was like, oh, I thought he was oh. like the weakest part of the new Dune. Yeah, well, you know why? Because there he's... Not his he, best work. You know, he's just being some a different riff on Drax, you know, or the heavy, you know? Like, no, David, you're better than this. Yeah, well... I really like Dave Bautista. I'm of the opinion that uh, Mr. Morrison holds his own in every scene he's in. He holds his own with Nicole Kidman, but do you think there was a moment... When, like, James Wan or the casting director or somebody, his agent was like, oh, and you're going to be opposite Nicole Kidman. Just just full shitting his pants. Like, No. God, no. Nicole. No way. She's a big deal. Especially since he's a New Zealander. She's an Australian. So he probably grew up with stuff that we never saw. Like, she was a, I mean, she did BMX Bandits. His first acting credit is Rangri's Catch in 1972. I mean, the guy is... Oh, his career starts before hers. Yeah. BMX Bandits was like... Though he's he's older than her, right? Yeah. Well, oh, he's only 60. Uh, he'll be 61 at the end of this month. Yeah. And Nicole Kimmon is what? Um, She's probably... Early 50s? 50. Oh, no. She's 54. 
Okay. Okay. So he's only six. Oh, interesting. He's only six years older than her. He looks. He looks a lot older. <laughs> he's. He's. Well, it's that New Zealander in him. He's got a little more gruff to him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this whole thing is you know they fell in love. She was injured. He saved her. Uh, uh, romance ensues. I, Arthur Curry is I, born. I'm sorry. One last point. A uh, little bit of respect oh. for Mr. Morrison. He trained in drama under the New Zealand Special Performing Arts Training Scheme. I mean, he's uh, a, apologies to Mr. Morrison. A, okay, he's a thespian, yeah, and he's run. He's won some New Zealand awards. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thespians do it on stage. <laughs> um, I, I love these scenes. So you may recall, I did not love this movie when it came out. I liked it. It was okay. I, I do. But I had some disappointments. My disappointments will come in later, and there's a very specific point where I think the movie takes a <laughs> bad, shitty left turn. But none of this stuff is anything except just pure joy. Yeah. From the relationship between the two of them to the attack when the Atlanteans come to retrieve Atlanta. So let's fucking talk about first fight. Yes. Nicole Kidman kicking ass and taking names and the cinematography. Look, I may not love Malignant for Mm -hmm. the story, and I may not like everything that James Wan does in this movie, but he's got an eye that gives me a full-on cinema boner. I just, <laughs> I that, love what he is doing. The flipping around and the and the camera goes up and over and around them. I mean, it is just so fucking cool looking. Now, this is my, let me ask my ignorant question here. So this is me not knowing. Does James Wan get the credit for that, or does the cinematographer get the credit for that? Because isn't that truly the cinematographer's? Okay. The cinematographer sets and makes sure that the shot can be done. It's Unless it's the same cinematographer from Aquaman to Malignant, mm-hmm. that James Wan has a vision, and he tells his cinematographer what he wants. Kind of like Denny Villeneuve. Okay. The same thing. So Don Burgess is the cinematographer. Um Cinematographer for Forrest Gump, Castaway, Contact, The Conjuring 2. So I bet you they work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these are director of photography. Muppets Most Wanted, 42, The Muppets, Book of Eli. Oh, there's some good. I believe that's a, the difference, too. A cinematographer follows a director's vision. Mm-hmm. A director of photography gets to set up some of those shots. Got it. I okay. may be wrong on that, but it, that's what I think think it is okay so this is weird um so in imdb so the the grouping category is cinematographer and then each mm-hmm. of the films underneath are director of photography so i wonder are they actually one in the same maybe oh maybe maybe okay. i don't know yeah we're, well, we're in a part of filmmaking that i don't really know a, a whole hell of a lot about he was the I just kn- he was the director of photography for one of my cult classic favorites the 1989 oh, no. movie starring Rutger Hauer, Blind Fury. Blind Fury. Did you ever see it? No. A bl- so here's the one-line description. A blind Vietnam vet, trained as a sword fighter, comes to America and helps to recover the son of a fellow soldier. And he basically has a katana that's his in his walking stick case. Oh, it's, oh my God, it's pure delight. It's... <laughs> Oh, I'm it's, sure you love the shit out of that. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. Sorry. A little uh, aside there. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. This movie just looks beautiful start to finish. Yeah. And who knew fighting with a trident could look so cool? Yeah. I, and I love that, you know, later on we'll get a training scene where young Arthur is 
you know, telling Volko, who's his mentor, uh, basically like, why do I got to fight with a trident? A trident's dumb. Give me a sword. And it's this great, like, it's the, it's the weapon of a king. It looks like it in this fight because she grabs that trident and holy shit, get the fuck out of her way. Jesus. It's so rad. And also little Arthur, the actor who plays little Arthur. Yeah. Uh, has the perfect cry face because when Tom puts him in the corner and then when Atlanta leaves later in a minute, yep. both times he's got that cry face. I'm like, God damn it. I cannot. <laughs> no, stop it. You know, one of the many things I love about that is, you know, it's this juxtaposition. Tamora Morrison, you know, does have this stern visage and is often the, you know, the heavy or intimidating, intimidating, intimidating. Uh, or scary but it is atlanta who is just destroying these intruders while tom is holding their child and it's just this beautiful switch of the you know the usual trope right of the Mm -hmm. of the of the stern hero defending his family uh this time she's defending her family yeah i i did also read the thing that got nicole kimmon to do the movie is james wan said to her uh, you get to wear Mother of Pearl, which she looks great in, uh, and you get to be a badass warrior. She's like, how can I say no to that? I'm like, I know exactly what type of person Nicole Kidman is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> if those are the things that get you into the movie, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no surprise, <clears throat> the the happy scene we get at the beginning of the movie is is broken, right? She's got to leave. Because a superhero cannot be born out of happiness. They need That's to be right. born out of tragedy. That's right. Uh, how much do you love the scene at the aquarium? <laughs> it's pretty cool. And it's pretty great. Now, this is a different actor playing young Arthur. This actor is great as well. The one, mm-hmm. who, the, the aquarium kid. Yeah, but uh, all I could see were the flashbacks to the Suicide Squad. I was like, oh, don't get too close to those fishies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, then we jump. Oh, I'm really eating crow on making fun of it during um, what movie did we did it jump to present day that I shat all over? Uh, was it Ant Man? No, Ant Man no, had it, it too. That's why I'm saying I'm eating crow. Oh, right, right. Something before that, and I was like, "This is stupid. We shouldn't be putting present day because what do we get on the screen? Motherfucking present day." I was like, <laughs> ah. "Distress signals disabled. We're running dark again." But they heard it. Yeah, some pirates are trying to do something to a sub. We're not really sure what they're there to do, whether it's to steal torpedoes. Oh, oh they're pirates. The... Oh, yeah, they're they're stealing. They're but thieves. We, but we don't know what they're stealing. Oh, I There's, see what you're we saying. We never right. get that as well. Yeah, it's very clear they're pirates. In fact, a uh, very terrible line, 12 minutes into this movie. I'll make you a deal. I won't tell you how to captain. And you don't tell me how to pirate. And yeah. then proceeds to kill him. He sure does. He sure does. <laughs> now, it's a bad line, but Yahya Abdul-Mateen II delivers it with all the gravitas and seriousness that that man has. And Jesus Christ, give him the stupidest dialogue and he's going to do a great job with it. I think one of the challenges I have with this movie is, you know, the DC Universe, obviously, it's a running joke. It's so dark. You're so dark! The Ajena from the DC Universe! Mm-hmm. But that's not entirely fair, right? Certainly, uh, Shazam uh, just flips that entirely on its head. Uh, the sure. Suicide Squad, I think, does the same. A little darker humor. Wonder Woman eighty four has a lot of uh, has a fun, lot of light humor yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but this this movie it goes back and forth, and there's lots of scenes. Certainly, all the stuff with Atlanta and Tom Curry. 
there'll be later stuff, you know, when Arthur is, Aquaman is resisting the the call of destiny, as it were, where they're really going mm-hmm. for gravitas. I don't know why it doesn't work, but the flip-flopping in this, I think, is one of the things that weakens the movie. It's almost like bit. it doesn't know what kind of movie it is. I think the problem is when it goes from gravitas to humor, it jumps from Zack Snyder gravitas, which I have no problem with, yep. to like the mummy humor, Brendan yeah. Fraser. Yeah. Which, which also I have no problem with, but the two of those things together do not work. Yeah. yeah. It's too Agreed. far both ways. If yep. it edged in just a little bit on each side, I think this would feel a little more like a cohesive movie, but I'm, I'm right there with you. Like yeah. later when the whole, I, I would have just peed on and I'm like, this doesn't need to be in this fucking movie. You know, this isn't necessary for anyone. We, it, it's the exact same challenge. I think we had with, I mean, we explored this in the contrast from the theatrical release to the Snyder Cut of Justice League. When the Flash is quipping it, it works and it makes a lot of sense because that's very consistent with his character. Are you trying to get my blood pressure? Well, I mean, yeah. Bring up the fact that the Batman says some stupid lines in that movie. He he does, right? And it doesn't work there. When it doesn't work for me in this movie, it's that same feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. We wondered during Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was confirmed in Zack Snyder's Justice League. We were wondering during uh, Batman v Superman if Wonder Woman was bulletproof, and we kind of have the same questioning with Aquaman, and it is answered right here because shirtless Aquaman oh. shows up and he gets shot, and he it looked like it might have hurt a little, but he's just like, yeah, I'm going to hurt you even more now. And, and then we get an even clearer illustration: Black Manta. Essentially, oh, yeah, stabs the him right grenade. in the. Well, b- before that, Black Manta in their fight, which is a a great action sequence. Black Manta sure. goes to stab him essentially right through the center of his chest, and the sword just stops, and mm. he doesn't even seem phased by it. The rocket grenade later on that uh, that blows him back, and it uh, he's his skin is burned. Like and that's he's, that's later with Black Manta. It's just kind of oh, like dark. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Black Manta actually, uh, you see blood. Yeah, like it, like skin is burned away. So yeah, that that kind of since we're we're talking about it, that kind of brings up the the water Thor thing too. Only Atlantean technology yeah. can pierce the skin, much like with Thor with the with the knife with Loki. The strength of Loki plus plus a the, really strong the, metal that it's yeah. that it's Asgardian metal. It's obviously you know. If we want to get really sciencey about it because it's another planet. The density of the planet would match his density. Blah 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 blah. Sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. But we don't need to go with that. But I, you know, so actually, Aubrey and I were talking about this. She was downstairs as I was watching the end of this. Individually, if you pull apart the stuff that doesn't work or where it's where it's you know mismatch, um, the individual scenes and stuff works by themselves. And this whole action sequence on the sub is wonderful. But it starts off with the dumbest quip, this come aboard. almost winking at the camera. Yes. Well, it's ended with a with a stupid scene too. Aquaman knocks the gird or the girder and knocks a torpedo onto Black Manta's father and he's Jesse. trying to move it. And yeah, Jesse, and what's what's Black uh, Michael Manta's? Beach. Oh, black? No, 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 the black man, the junior. What's his name? Oh, oh, uh, that's a oh, that's a good question. Uh, I only I had him black noted his real black, name. Yeah, one moment. Uh, Manta is what the IMB credit 
credit is. Uh, All right, fine. Jesse and Manto. Oh, David Kane. David Kane. David. So Jesse and David scene where he's trying to get him to leave and he pulls out the dead man switched uh, explosive and like just in the most dramatic. Damn you! Go. It was acted really well by both of them. Yep. But it felt like a stage scene. It felt like the camera shouldn't have been right up on them. Like he was playing to the last row of the theater. 100% both of them were. And sure. Yaya Abdul Mateen II and Michael Beach are two fucking fantastic actors. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on them. I just feel like maybe James Wan has a tendency in the few movies of his I've seen to really play up the camp or really like put the emotions at, at like 13 even. And this is one of those scenes. I'm like, God, this scene could have been so much better directed. I feel I don't put it on the actors at all. That'll be the bulk of my criticism of this movie throughout it is that it just swings between these wildly incongruous uh, tones throughout the movie. Well, buckle in because James Wan directed the sequel. So we're probably going to get them again. Okay. And they're probably going to be bigger because this one did so well. Warner Brothers probably like loosened the reins a little for him. So, yeah. So, hmm. listen, eventually when he becomes Black Manta after he gets enlisted by King Orm to do Orm's dirty work and and kill Mm -hmm. Arthur, we get the comic accurate helmet with the big eyes. Like, so I love the look of that. But what we get both because the first one that he's working on was what he wore originally. And sure, then sure, for sure. some reason, someone's like, it needs to be bigger. My problem with this is even like his backstory, all of that is fine. But in my opinion, you don't need any of this in this movie. And it's a weird addition that feels kind of bolted on. And even Aubrey was saying in like the last act of the movie, she's like, why is he here? This just doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, when he when he shows up in Italy, yeah. Well, just just the fact that this character is in this movie, you have a story without Black Manta. I think it's a little bit of Spider Man Three. I don't know that it gets better by the addition of Black Manta. It does not. But it, Black Manta is to Aquaman what Lex Luthor is what to Red Superman Skull. Sure, with the Joker. Yeah, it's it, it is his one of his top foils. So. Yeah. But but you're making this conflict with, I mean, the story is about, I mean, it's the trope, right, of the reluctant heir assuming the throne. And that's fine. I mean, that's a story. It feels to me, and actually there's a third part later on where it feels like, depending on how old you are, either Raiders of the Lost Ark or National Treasure gets slapped oh onto the top of this movie to include the World War II era supply plane with livestock in the back. I mean, it just feels like, what is this movie? I don't get it. There's a MacGuffin quest in the middle of this, the boy who would be king kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, this movie is like Joseph Campbell's blueprint for the hero's journey, right? Sure. Like, there's there's an inciting incident. There's a conflict. The call from beyond, the mentor, the pas- passing through the threshold, the transformation, the apotheosis, it's the return. like they yeah. had the whole thing up on a like a whiteboard, like, okay, we've we've covered that, we've covered and, that. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, hey, we're getting to the end of this movie too quickly. You know what movies I really like? Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's yes. throw some Indiana Jones in the middle of this movie. That's really what it feels like. Individually, if you pulled them out, the sequences where they're going to the Sahara, they find the cave, the puzzle, the, you know, the, the complex puzzle table, those are fun by themselves. They're exciting. They're well shot. Like, 
those are fine by themselves, but it just feels like, again, this weird slapped on, almost like they had a spare part lying around. They're like, oh, we could use this. I want to know what the the evolution of this script was, right? Mm. This script must have swung, you know, 180 degrees three or four times. I, I, I just, I can't figure out how we get this, the story that they film. That makes no sense to me. The scenes by themselves all work, but the collection of things does not work. Uh <sighs> Yeah. By the time this comes out, it will be over on uh, where no mom has gone before. But we, the episode for the final frontier, uh huh. Just and dropped. again, forgive me. That is the time travel. Kirk first. No, no. That's Kirk versus home. God. <laughs> Kirk versus Kirk God. versus God. Which we actually came down a lot better on than I remembered. I think really? it's the same thing here. This is not a great movie, but it's a very watchable movie. If you just want. A popcorn superhero movie? Yeah. 100%. And that's the same thing. Like, Final Frontier is oddly watchable. Like, you sit there going, I okay. know this is bad, but I'm still going to keep watching it. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking weird. How is it that I can breathe underwater, but you can still drink down the table? The bar scene. I just want to point out that I love the end of the bar scene. There's not much else to talk about in there, but where the guy comes up and he's like, can we get a picture? And the picture first starts with Mo being like, I don't want to, have to take this fucking picture. It goes from Arthur Curry to just Jason Momoa. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Jason Momoa but, is in real life. But you, you know, watching like the little acting that Tamura Morrison is doing there, father and son, mm. before yeah. the bikers come up, and then even it is very the setup You're right. is so entertaining because we're like, oh, we've seen this a thousand times. The big tough guy is going to take on everybody in the bar. You that fish boy from the TV. And when the one guy goes, Can we get a picture with you. You're like a local hero, man. It would mean a lot. I mean, that's great. It's, it's so funny. I think it's sending up uh, X-Men with a bar fight with Logan. In the first X-Men movie? In X-Men, yeah. yeah the very oh, first yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a trope, right? Like, the, the tough loner in the bar has got to take on, you know, the town's bad guys. Whatever. All right, let's do this. Don't touch me. Right, that's exactly right. I'm going to go down here. The first Jack Reacher movie, which... Uh, did you see Amazon is doing a Reacher series and they have cast someone who is correct for the part? Jack Reacher is supposed to be like six, Taller six or six, yeah. eight and a giant, like so big that walking into a room, people are intimidated, but he's incredibly smart and a tactician. I never read the the books, but yep. I, I did like the first Jack Reacher movie. I, I, I like it despite that scene. Tom Cruise. Yeah, agree. He called me a whore. Is that true? Nobody said whore. She inferred hooker. I meant slut. Hey, that's our sister. She a good kisser? Outside. Pay your check first. I'll pay later. You won't be able to. You think? All the time. You should try it. It's a great joke, but I'm going to beat your ass. Do you want to do that here or outside? Outside. Right before the fight starts, he goes, remember, you wanted this. Yeah. Well, there's a... <laughs> everyone goes, oh, shit. <laughs> there's a very similar scene. So when we're done with this, you'll have to go watch the trailer. It looks really good. For except Reacher? this time, yeah, it's like four college-age dudes. And he's like, yeah, okay, listen, uh, you know, I'm about to break three college guys' hands. And one of them goes, dude, there's four of us. And he goes... One of you has to drive to the hospital. Like it's. Oh <laughs> yeah. wait, I think I have seen that. Um, 
It looks really good. It looks... It, Alan Richson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no idea who that is. He's a big dude. Um, he, yes, you do. Do I? He is the um, motion capture for Raphael in the first... Uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. How old is... Oh, wait. Oh, oh the first Michael Bay one? Mm-hmm. Okay. He was born in 84. He was... Oh. <laughs> Okay. All right. Alan. Uh, he was also Gloss in the Hunger Games. Gloss. Was that the big strong guy? I'm going to guess yes. I've never seen them. Oh, he was also Hawk on um, Titans. Hawk and Dove. Oh, I know. I know those characters, but I don't. I didn't see Titans, but I know I need to. He's a big dude. I did see that trailer, and I didn't. I guess I didn't see that it was Reacher. I just saw that specific thing. That, you know, I'm about to break three college guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. That scene in, in Jack Reacher works but it works despite tom cruise being Mm -hmm. the smallest guy in the bar right like yeah he understands the significance of this meeting he'll hear you out we're then down in the ocean and we are introduced to volko and orm and i don't know tom maybe we have this wrong maybe sharks do roar (laughs) here's another movie that's trying to tell me sharks can roar sharks (laughs) <laughs> that do not have vocal cords that listen can produce sound. Big scary animals roar. That's what happens. <laughs> so okay. It's shark magic. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, we've been kind of taking low ball punches at uh James Wan, but holy shit, when they're talking about the plan of getting all the the, the brine kingdom and yeah. what's all for the fisherman kingdom. To uh, the fish, no, the fishermen are the actual fishmen, right? He's he's. Um, oh, you're right. What is he's his? He's a different kingdom. Yeah, but he's I mean, one. Of, yeah. you know, the world building here is really great. I I love it. I mean, it's really except good. when he says, "Once you've obtained the pledge of the four kingdoms, you will be ordained ocean master." And it goes, <laughs> "Yeah, my fucking god! Did yeah, we yeah, just yeah. get a bum bum bum? Yes, we get it. Patrick Wilson's the bad guy." <laughs> Zebel is the kingdom that he's the ruler of. Why didn't Amber Heard? I mean, she dropped her British accent, but why didn't she have the same? Is she British? As, I didn't know that. No, she's not. She, but in oh. Zack Snyder's Justice League, she's British. Right. That's right. I think I remember you pointing that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what? But why doesn't she sound like Dolph Lundgren? I'm okay with that. How about the fact that they clearly want us to know that Dolph Lundgren, uh, as King Nereus, is her father? Mm. Uh, we'll just Father. dye his we'll dye his hair and his beard tinges of red, which is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Dolph Lundgren had a terrible time making this movie. <gasps> no, really, With the fake beard and the all the stuff he said. But I would do it again in a heartbeat. I was like, oh, Dolph Lundgren, what a I, sweetheart. I love Dolph Lundgren. That's, he's that's he's awesome. a sweet guy. That's awesome. When Orms. Not Orm, because he's not on it. But when the Atlantean ship comes to meet uh, David on the surface. Yes. On the water and gives him the, not the Atlantean technology, but at that point it's the money and, you know, you 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 screwed up getting the. Sure. The, yep. uh, did you so, feel like we were suddenly in the abyss? Uh, <laughs> no. It really had some end of abyss vibes. Spoiler for the abyss. When the mothership the, comes the out look, of the water, oh, there. Yeah. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. The visual design, even like the white and the or the pearl. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's that's it. The visual. They must have been inspired by the abyss. But there's no explanation of why 
some of the Atlantean guards are in pearl and some are in crimson red. Like uh, the no crimson red, the crimson red is Orm's like elite troops. They are the Sadukar that, that get their asses handed to them every well, time they try and fight. I mean, don't don't send them against uh, Arthur Curry. I mean, that's uh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I know the one kicks uh, Aquaman's ass when he's uh, when they're fair. in the ship but there. Then, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to start a war. The war has already begun. Then it's time we send him a message, though, here. <laughs> After what seems like maybe a day of drinking be- <laughs> with Arthur and his father, because yep. he, sh- he shows up in the morning and he's like, oh, you're always at this one spot on the dock. He goes, come on, I'll buy you breakfast. And the breakfast yep. is... Large tankers of uh, uh, looks that's like that's after breakfast. Like, that's 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 oh early lunch. <laughs> but then they're getting in the car. Uh, don't drink and drive. And it is nighttime because Mara comes out of the water, which was cool. Like you just kind of see her from behind coming out of the water. I'm like oh, yeah. very horror movie feel to her there. Um, mm-hmm. Orm sets off something that creates a huge tidal wave. At this point, I was like, oh, bye bye, Aquaman's father. You're gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly not, though. We get exposed to Mira's... Wait a minute. How does Mira save Tom? How does pulling the water out of there make his heart start beating again? Well, he was... He had water in his lungs. He couldn't breathe. She pulls the water out of his lungs. He can breathe. But then he coughs up more water. Well, because she's... I mean, she's got most of it. And then the last is for dramatic effect. You know, the cough. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, he, he was drowning... And she pulled the water out of his lungs. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I believe Mara in the comics, uh, you know, as a DC fan that I am, Aquaman, surprise, surprise, was not a comic that I followed very much. Yeah. Um, no, I, nobody I, I was feel- until, until they made him like a badass, especially like uh, around the time when he loses his hand. Oh, so there's something to point out. We get three class, not classic, but um, iconic iterations of Aquaman in this movie. Orm, blonde, very clean cut hair. Yeah. Orm in the comics does not have blonde hair. He has black oh. hair. Okay. Momoa is very much the late 90s, early 2000s, pre and post him getting his hand chopped off, shirtless, just pants. And the king, the former king that he goes to get the trident, whose name just completely left my brain. Uh, that is Atlan, King Atlan. Atlan is Kingdom Come, which I know you've read, Aquaman. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 sure. With the big beard and the crown and the long flowing cape. I yeah. Mean, it's uh, I, almost like uh, in the recent runs, Thor, King of Asgard, when Thor yes. has assumed this Odin-like role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's very cool that James Wan uh, paid that kind of attention. I agree. I mean, I mean, and listen, I, Patrick Wilson, if you can buy talent, buy talent. Love Patrick Wilson. Sure. He's great in this, but he is so ridiculously cartoonish, and I don't mean that as a dig. Like, he's just Mustache leaning in. Twirly. Yeah, right out of the comic book, right? Like, you can see, and so many moments in this you can see as a comic panel the fight with the trench when they're on the ship like it's like panel oh shot God, panel shot panel shot beautiful when they're that, diving though? like panel shot like, like just fucking incredible yeah i so, believe we saw this in imax and when that happened i was just like holy fuck that's yeah. pretty rad <laughs> yeah that was pretty rad so they're on a ship now i get the fact after they've left sicily right after black manta has shown up 
super powered with Atlantean technology. He defeat you know, he basically kicks the ass of Aquaman, but is you know, Aquaman saved by Mira. Aquaman's yeah. unconscious. And so I get she steals a ship to get them out of there because he's unconscious, right? But the second he wakes up, they're still on a ship. They're she unwittingly <laughs> she steals unwittingly. a ship. Did you steal a boat? Are the boats at the marina not for public use? No, those, those blonde people. Huh. The moment he wakes up, why the fuck are they not swimming? Because they swim like a tor- they swim like torpedoes. Except yeah, it, they should but, just be swimming straight. So I'm annoyed at that. But then when the trench attack, I'm like, well, I'm fine that they're on the ship now because this scene and the visuals of the trench attack are fucking however, up. You know, that could be the climax of a movie. However, the trench attack. So when ships enter this part of the water, they just like, is this the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, it must be right. So back for a second. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm just yeah. We're let's let's ta- let's talk about these beautiful visuals. Okay. After they realize they need to go and talk to everyone in Atlantis, and mm-hmm. they make a little pit stop, and they're uh, they they jump off the cliff. We have the Volco flashback. Sure. They jump off the cliff. We see them swim. Um, I would love to sit in the middle of the ocean and watch a squadron of manta rays swim by. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That was that was something I never knew I wanted in my life. Uh, and, and, you know, there's such a payoff. Every time we go underwater, I mean, look, you, Jar Jar Binks is not adding anything of value to the Star Wars universe. But How the visuals you. when they go down to, uh, is that, Nab- that they're on the planet of Naboo, no. whatever the. Gungan. Gungans. When they go to the Gungan Empire, they're like the. I mean, I remember being like, "Oh, the this looks so beautiful and lush." This is Aquaman is times ten of what we got there. Like the sure. visuals, every scene is amazing. We use this air pocket as an extra layer of precaution. Only the highborns can breathe water as well as air. Plus, it keeps the animals out. They get kind of messy. They meet up with Volko in what appears to be Elsa and Anna's parents' uh, ship that is sunken <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> Yep. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> this scene is really well done. The three of them, yeah. they're giving out a shit ton of exposition, but at no point during this conversation we're like, let's let's move it along. Let's go. Come on. This is yeah. not, this is taking too long. I, I'm fine until and again, this is where this is where insert Raiders of the Lost Ark National Treasure. Oh no, no, no. We are we are suddenly in the Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. That is exactly what we are in when Volko's like, uh, let me tell you about the one ring. I mean the one <laughs> trident. Hang on. That's right. That's right. You gotta walk to get there. And walk and walk. Yeah. The action sequence when the Atlanteans come in, and I think I've said this before, maybe in Justice League. I wish Jason Momoa would go study acting the way that Dwayne Johnson clearly has. Because I and I, Batista, yeah, and, Bati- and he, Batista clearly has. But to his credit, Jason Momoa moves on film. His action sequences, I mean, you know, he gets fighting, and there's nothing to complain about. There, it is just sheer delight. The savagery with how he fights when he does that uh, Sparta kick, the one guy, <laughs> holy fuck! It's just it's it's an amazing fight sequence. One of them, you know. Actually, I don't think there's any bad fight sequences in the movie, to be honest with you. Uh, some of the stuff when it's the final battle, uh, 
before it just goes down With to Ocean Master and oh, Arthur. Okay. There's oh, a couple of like the the big, shots in there. The massive. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, let's. I view okay, that as like warfare can... as opposed to like superhero battle. But some, a couple of them, I'm like, this doesn't need to be in the movie. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, you mean? So, wait, do you mean during the? Oh, I, that's the other. That's the other movie genre that gets randomly slapped in here. Do you mean during the kaiju sequence? With Mary Poppins? Yeah, with the Mary Poppins Godzilla burst up from the ocean Wait, floor. You know that... That it's Julian you know Andrews, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you kind of yeah, yeah. glossed by them like, Wait, you, you do I, know that. I think if Mary I remember Poppins. right, we saw this in IMAX, you're right, and I want to think during the movie, I'm going, who is that voice? Who is that yeah, voice? We both, who, I think the entire theater was going, and then I think... Almost all of us clicked into who we thought it was, Julie Andrews, but we're like, it can't be. It can't There's be no Julie, Andrews. Julie Andrews. Right, right. right. Can't be. It's, it's exactly. someone doing a Julie Andrews impression. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we all, we're all looking at our phones afterwards. Holy shit, it's Julie Andrews. It's Julie Andrews. That was exactly our reaction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carathan. Yeah. Which Carathan. Is, I'm like, just just call her the fucking Kraken, you cowards. Or the Leviathan. Like, is Carathan I think that's what they're going for, a, a combination of Kraken and Leviathan. I mean... Is that from the... Well, how about the fact that, like, they're all... The whole movie, because this is where he, she's mentioned, so let's talk about her here real quick. The whole movie, they're like, she's dangerous. She can't be freed. She'll kill us all. And the last shot of the movie is it coming out of the ocean, screaming. I'm like, so everyone's <laughs> dead? This is the end of A Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? What's uh, happening? If she wanted it to be... Uh, it would be, yeah, absolutely. Holy shit! So after the flashback and mentioning of Karathan, uh, <laughs> oh boy, Aquaman is captured. Yeah, he does get his ass kicked by one of the elite guards in the Crimson. Right. Now, to be fair, to be fair, he's got like the power glove. Like it, you can see it, like basically charge for the punch. So it's not mm-hmm. like physically the trooper is as tough as Aquaman, but in the armor, yeah, he beats the crap out of him. Uh, speaking of power glove, have you guys watched Eight Bit Christmas yet? No, it's not on my it's, radar. Is it good? It's an HBO Max movie. It's uh, Neil Patrick Harris. It's The Princess Bride meets oh, a Christmas Story, and it's I, done really well. Somebody in the house, Jack May. Oh, and June Diane Raphael is in it. We love and her. She is is delightful. Just... And Steve's on. Oh, I love Steve's on. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the David Cross. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Okay. Oh, David Cross is hilarious in it. It's really good. <laughs> my still my favorite Steve Zahn is the um out of sight when he's trying to hotwire rehotwire the car and uh Jennifer Lopez sight, George, gets in. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't even Oh, I, is he in that? Oh, I don't I haven't seen that in a he's million. He's the guy years. with the handlebar mustache. He's the one that when she's like you're under arrest for hijacking this car, he goes, "No, I'm not stealing the car. I stole it a couple days ago. Technically, I'm just driving it now." <laughs> <laughs> I also will have to check that out. Um, I think yeah, Jack oh, definitely check out eight eight bit Christmas. Christmas. It was okay. really fun. It's on HBO Max. So Arthur wakes up having a bad day, having a bad day, changes some shit, and his his half brother's there. And this is a real dick. But we said the thing about how Patrick Wilson is mustache twirly through the whole movie, and Momoa needs some acting lessons. But I gotta say. When Momoa gets right up next to Wilson, he's like, I'm conflicted. You want conflict? Why don't you take these chains off, little brother? And we'll see who gets run through. Yes. I see you've brought a mother's weapon. Is that why you've come here after all this time? 
To kill me? Give me to stop maniac from destroying the world. He falls for the challenge, and... <sighs> challenge has been made, and I accept. Prepare him for the Ring of Fire! Wait. Ring of what? Yeah, that's that doesn't land for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, we get it. Arthur, this Arthur Curry's kind of an imbecile. Okay, we don't need to have it happen every five seconds. What is Miracle? Oh, that's one hundred percent. We are yeah, an imbecile. An imbecile. Because yeah. <laughs> later when he does the to figure out how to get to the Leviathan, oh, not the Leviathan, the, the trench, the trench. Yeah, he puts the glass thing in there. He looks. At, not bad for an imbecile, huh? Calm down. You put a glass in a thing. The only statue that's going like this. So. Yeah. The duel between Arthur and Orm is delightful. Just so badass. I love that it's not just like a fight from the land underwater. I love that they use three dimensions. That it's just mm-hmm. so in creatively choreographed and executed. It's really, really well done. And Mira at one point realizes, oh no, no, it's Volko. <laughs> God, Volko. This isn't a competition. It's an execution. Thank you, Willem Dafoe. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, he's Volko's probably got more cheesy lines than Patrick than Orm does, to be fair. But you know what? Willem Dafoe sells the shit out of him. Yeah, he does. He commits. I mean, look, the guy was a green goblin. I mean, he clearly is comfortable doing whatever he's got to do. You mean he he is because he we just yeah. we all we all just saw it, No Way Home, and he's one hundred percent in the movie. <laughs> That's right. Clearly, clearly, That's not a spoiler. He's in. He's been in every fucking trailer since the second one. And we're talking out of our asses. Clearly. All right. No, we're not. By the time this comes out, everyone will have known. <laughs> but now that he's we're in talking out of our asses. No, he's in the movie. Um, <laughs> they just interviewed all three of them because I saw that. They, I saw that. <laughs> Melina. <laughs> did, the, did you see that part? Uh, I'm here for the paycheck or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here for the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which again, I always forget that Alfred Molina is a Brit. You mean the Spaniard, Alfred Molina? Yes. Yeah, Senor Molina. Molina. Yeah, Senor Molina. <laughs> uh, so, end of uh, uh, Volko's like, oh, that's an execution. And Mara's like, I'm going to save my boyfriend. She goes oh. and gets her pod. They're being pursued. And oh my God, I actually really laughed hard at. What's up? We got a bogey on our sex. What does that even mean? Bad guys behind us. Then just say that. Bad guys behind us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Momoa <laughs> cracks, I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> they pretend to eject. The ship goes into the lava. Mm-hmm. Arthur pulls a Jonah in the whale. You know they hide in a whale. No, 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 no. no. He pulls a Pinocchio, a Pinocchio. because he Sorry. says it. Right. Right. I love right. Maris. I don't know what that means. That's right. And then when they're in Sicily, you risk our lives based on something you read in a children's book. Wait, this a book? <laughs> How about that? Oh, I got it from the movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, podcast listeners. This is Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you love spooky stories as much as I do, but maybe aren't entirely sure that you believe in the paranormal, then you'll enjoy the newest Night Shift Radio original, Possibly Normal. Twice a month, we tell a true story of possible paranormal encounters from the perspective of the person who witnessed the events. In these stories, we offer no attempted at explanation. Only the truth is it was observed. So join me as Night Shift Radio presents Possibly Normal, starting January 2022, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is... Who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium. But we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com slash Somnium. Donate what you can. And if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com slash Somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. So then we are back with Manta, and he's been given some fun Atlantean technology. He blows up a small rock out of the ocean, and uh, as he turns away, he turns to the Atlanteans and goes, does it come in black? Oh, wait, no, that's, that's Batman. I'm so sorry. How great is that trope of the hidden bad guy or the scheming bad guy will mm-hmm. steal an enemy ship to start a war. Isn't there a, isn't one of the Star Trek movies based on that? Isn't or Stealing or it. well, not necessarily a ship, but you know, the old faking in a or Yeah, uh the, the t- best Star Trek movie of all time. If you want to know anything <laughs> about that, go over to where no mom has gone before and we talk about the undiscovered country next month. Okay. Wait, all right. When does this come out? February? Are this comes out still? January, right? It's the crow and this. Yeah, next month. I was right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're into this this stupid MacGuffin, you know, which will take us from this hidden cave to a Sicily, you know, open air market to a pretty badass fight sequence in which did you be- notice that Mara big fan of uh the Black Widow? No. She does the Black Widow move. She does she really? Straddles someone's head and flips him around. I'm like, hey, wait nice. a minute. That's the, another redhead's move. What the fuck? I think you mean that the uh the luchadora <laughs> move. <laughs> That's a Mexican I, luchadora. I, I call um, it the widow move. How dare you? Sure. So there's no reason for this scene uh, again, this subplot with Black Man. It doesn't need to be there. But if you if you pull this out and evaluate the action sequence, it's wonderful. There's a wonderful fight between Arthur and Black Manta, while mm-hmm. Mira is fighting off the, the crew and there's this rooftop chase. All of that from an action perspective is all pure gold. All of it works. It, I just don't get why it's in the movie. And I, I, I 100% agree. And, uh, you know, kudos to James Wan and the writers for having some restraint for when they're fighting for a while and then suddenly Aquaman's and Manta's like, and he brings out the retractable blade again yeah. for not him quipping something like, oh, pirate. Yeah. Or something. Exactly. It's just a look. It's a look of recognition like, ah, shit, this guy again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah and now fair. his blade can hurt Aquaman because it's Atlantean steel. So, yeah. and he yeah, specifically he's literally says, literally Water Thor. Yeah. He specifically says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, yeah. ho. Ho, ho. Oh, a Ho-ho. great movie that takes place at Christmas. Um, oh, yes. So it's ne- one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> DC really loves a boat scene where people feel their feelings. 
Oh my God, don't they? And even the scene there is great. I mean, it, it's, it's very scene, much yeah. a trope, you know, the reluctant heir. We kind of skipped over at the beginning, but human garbage pile that is Amber Heard, if any <laughs> of the stuff that's about her is true, she's still a good actress. Yeah, yeah. And the scene between the two of them is really well done, and it's just, we saw it in the last DC movie. We saw it in Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, we'll see it in, is it in Wonder Woman 84? No. What did I just no. watch? Yeah. Yeah. Wonder uh, Woman? But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, it, it, that's fine. And again, there's no reason for them to be traveling on the ship once he wakes up. But that allows us to have this wonderful, spoiler, probably my favorite scene, this wonderful Ooh. fight where they're, it's almost um, a zombie movie level of horror as oh, they're trying to hold horror. the boat. Yeah. yeah, they're holding the boat against this wave of unstoppable foes. Oh my sure. god, it's amazing! And the trench are horrifying. Like they are They're probably very my favorite scary. part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can well, I guess if they're on a boat, they're probably built to do that. But I didn't think flares could uh, stay lit underwater. Um, I, ooh, I don't know. I'll bet you there okay. are probably some flares that do. I'll bet not every flare There's probably flare marine does. flares. I mean, if you're in a sinking ship, you want to make sure it's going to work if you're going the water. And that's the only reason you'd use a flare, except, you know, monsters. Um, yeah. How long do flares last underwater? Yeah. Emergency flares do work underwater. It's actually part of the okay. testing they go through to make sure they're effective. But yeah. All right. I've stood by the throne since my father sat upon it. So we get back to Atlanta. Atlanta, oh boy. We get back to Atlantis, and Orm has realized that the only way, because the, the fishermen are not going to, to join in league, they have to fight them. Have you any advice for me as this war begins? I have already given it, my king. But I will stand by your decision, as always. And this is where Patrick Wilson, or this is where Orm is like... You think I do not know of your treachery? That you have remained loyal to my mother's bastard son. That you have spent years training him to take the throne from me. Do not deny it. And man, Volko has the best. I'm dead and I know it. Fuck you. I do not. <laughs> Why? I yeah. just, this little speech he gives here is so good. And again, if you got talent, buy it. You swore to serve the throne. I do serve it. Arthur may only be half Atlantean, but he's already twice the king. You'll never be. Thankfully, Volko doesn't die, but Volko at this moment is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a trident <laughs> to the head any second here. Okay, yeah. hey, you're a fucking terrible king. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep, agree. The the trench attack. Oh, oh no, sorry. Yeah, no, but the trench attack. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. How do the trench monsters, they seem to not be able to see? Well, clearly, so trench they live in the the most famous trench, right? The Marianas Trench is one of the deepest parts of the ocean or some other trench. So the, I'm sure the idea is they are so far underwater, it's essentially darkness. So that's why the light from the flares uh, is a... Is a shield, and basically. So is this like a, is this like a um, cuttlefish type situation where the reason they're attacking is because of the light or do they sense the Atlantean? Oh no, well, I listen. I think they are, you know, they're essentially carnivorous. They'll eat whatever they get their hands on, right? They're a force of nature. 
yeah, right. I mean, their mm-hmm. their distant relatives were also at descent. You know, they're descendants of Atlantis, but the ones that turned feral and turned you know savage mm-hmm. to survive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which I didn't realize they have deep roots in the comics, right? Oh no, oh no, they only have they're only ten years old. They go back to Aquaman volume seven number one. Are they Jeff rebirth? Jones. I feel like that's when rebirth or around. Maybe. It's not New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two was early two thousands, and then they realized that they nearly screwed the pooch on that one and did rebirth. Aquaman Volume Seven. Uh, I can't tell what era that is, but it, but they're they're really cool, and it's such a great idea. I, I mean, the world building's on par with Wonder Woman, in my opinion. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a really rich history. I feel like we kind of dismiss it because they're all underwater, but. It's a really this really cool concept, right? Like Atlantis, the tribes of Atlantis essentially were scattered, like the Tower of Babel. Af- yeah, after Atlantis, after the sinking, uh, yeah, the, yep. And and the king who can unite them all will become the Ocean Master, right? Hence the hence the title. Yeah. But it, it's so what it's is really or- cool. Yeah, I guess that that can be a question for the end. But uh, what is Orm going to be called in the next movie? Because uh, in the comics, he's literally called the Ocean Master. And I do not believe it has anything to do with him ruling the Seven Kingdoms. I think that's just his name. And they kind of shoehorned it in a way to make his name work in this movie. Yeah, so notable aliases, according to his wiki page, are Orm the First, Prince Orm, King Orm, King of the Seven Seas. So they'll have to... Yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. They get sucked into a, a vortex, which... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense because obviously the trench monsters have stopped chasing them. So yep. he's like, it's the only thing we can do. I'm like, or you can continue to look around and see if there's another way out of this place. Mm-hmm. That either the trench monsters. Well, I think that's only because they have a flare. And I think it's one of those things, as long as they have a light, they're okay. But the second that that, because in fact, the first flare goes out for a second and they start to rush him and he lights another one and they yeah, pull that's back. That's true. But it just it wasn't clear. It should have been either like they were holding on to not go into the vortex. And it's like it's either take our chance with the vortex or get eaten by the certain death or possible death kind of situation. Sure. And they end up is this supposed to be some hollow earth shit? Oh, it one hundred percent is hollow oh, earth. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a real thing. Stop putting yeah. it in movies because yeah, then well. people will be like, see, Hollywood knows there's the hollow how, earth. How funny is so, spoiler, and actually Jack called this, and again, I think it's the fact that this movie's tone fluctuates so much. Jack got bored midway through and gave up. He didn't watch the end of this with me. But early on, like, after Atlanta leaves, Jack's like, she's not gone. She'll be back. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you got that right, kid. So, of course, she's there. How funny is her, like, scavenged armor with the lobster claw? It's a trench monster. Sure. With a with uh, a giant lobster. So with a giant she, lobster claw. Yeah. <laughs> obviously she ate the, the the crab, but did she also eat the trench monster? Are trench monsters like cr- other crustaceans? Are they all like I don't think so because I think they're I think they're descendants of Atlantean, so I don't think so. Yeah, but, but, I, but I'll bet you she she used their you know, she had no problem Tom, with using was, their exoskeleton. Just trying to make a joke. Okay. All right, sorry. You, Fargy <laughs> ice hole. Yeah. So yeah, they find out that uh, he has to go through this waterfall and face on the Carathon, uh, voiced by Mary Poppins. You do not belong here. To be able to <laughs> get the uh, trident, and there's a whole thing about and, how, like, you know, he he's the most unworthy, and it's very he's Aladdin. A, he's a mudblood, in the rough, right, almost or a yeah. half blood, yeah. right? Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Yeah, you did yeah. not say that word. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> um, um, hey, great little, I forgot he was in this. King Atlan is Graham McTavish. Aubrey knows him from Outlander. He's the other half of Men in Kilts. Men in Kilts. Yeah, I think you mentioned this uh, last episode when we were yeah, talking about this. Yeah, he plays Saint of Killers in the Preacher TV show. He's a great actor, and uh, but he, he has that look like, oh, it's... Yeah, unfam- I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, he's he's good. You'd you'd like him. Um, and then if you if you watched Men in Kilts, you'd like him even better because, despite his appearance, I mean, he's got this epic beard and he's got you mm-hmm. know, the shaved head. He's a pure and pure like trained thespian and is not cool. <laughs> like rugged and it's it's funny. And much of Men in Kilts is uh, what's his name? Sam Hewins really just tormenting him. <laughs> Which is always <laughs> Arthur says something that changes Carothan's mind, and she's like, "Okay, yeah, you can try and grab the trident, but if it doesn't work, I'm 100 percent going to eat you." Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he pulls it out and points it to the sky and says, "I have the power." <laughs> I was really waiting for that to happen. Oh, that's funny. A side tangent for just a hot second. Have you watched yeah. any of He-Man Revelations? I, I have not because I didn't like the He-Man TV show, the, the original like the, cartoon. You, you will like this. I promise Okay. You. All right. There And Mark Hamill as Skeletor is a Skeletor I always wanted and I didn't know I wanted Okay. There's a part where he, Skeletor is like giving his evil plan and he starts laughing and then all of a sudden Prince Adam starts laughing. They're both laughing together and all of a sudden Skeletor goes, <laughs> hey, what are we laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's well, that might a, make me watch it. It's just, I mean, the cast, Sarah Michelle Geller is Tila. Yeah, all right. I mean, listen, there, I should watch. I love Kevin Smith's work. I should watch it. It's, it's, flat out. it's really fun. Move it along, guys. Hey, so then we are at the Battle of the Five Armies from The Hobbit. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I think you meant Pacific Rim. Oh, wait. No, no. Wait. No, that's not it. But that's we do it. have a Lord of the Rings actor here. Yes! To the Atlantean! Hagfish! Do you know who does the voice of the Brian the King? The voice of the Brian King? Is it John Rhys-Davies? You can take my army, you soft-bellied slug. But you will never have my allegiance. It fucking is, in fact, of John Rhys-Davies, not Brian Blessed. Those are two totally different people, Casey. Totally Everybody knows that. Because I was reading the <laughs> notes today, and it was like, John Rhys-Davies this. John, I'm like, who the fuck does John Rhys-Davies play in this? Then I'm watching, oh, uh, it's just. Of course he is. It. Yeah. Yeah, the kingdom of the brine is really interesting. So you've got Atlantis. A crab. You've got a crab. Yeah, King you've crab. got the crusty crab. Yeah, so you've got Atlantis, you've got Zebel, which is where King Nereus is from. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got the fishermen, which are those, you know, the the, the one who's who Orm kills their king, and they look oh, like combination of fishermen. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. That is Jamon Hansu. So uh, that's, then you've also that's Jamon Hansu in both the Marvel and the DC universe playing two totally separate characters. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A, good for him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so you've got Atlantis, Zebel, you've got the, the Kingdom of the Fishermen, then you've got the Trench, you've got the Kingdom of the Brine. Aren't there seven? There's another one. Uh, I can't remember what I it is. I feel like it yes. falls down a little bit after that. <laughs> well, seven is the Lost Kingdom. 
Oh, seven is the last. Seven is going to be the six? whole next movie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't right. know. What this, I don't. I can't remember what the sixth was. The lost. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So you've got Atlantis, Zebel, the Kingdom of the Trench, the Kingdom of the Brine, the Kingdom of the Fishermen, the Kingdom of the Deserters, and the Kingdom of the Valor. Oh, now that's from. I think that's from the comics. So I wonder if I, I wonder what that translated to. Anywho, Hang on. as a standalone, this battle's really cool. Actually, I don't think you need Black Manta. I don't think you need the the MacGuffin quest. Uh, certainly not as complex as they made it. But him recovering the trident, you know, the he's worthy, judged to be worthy by the Carathen. All that's good. Yeah, he he releases the Carathen. Yeah, he does. He does. So the DC Extended Universe their wiki. So in the Carathen's listing. Under trivia, it lists the visual effects supervisor, Jeff White, who said that the Carathen is two miles long. Can you yeah, imagine? she's a big, big girl when she comes out of the water at the end. Yeah, that's, it's, it, 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 I mean, I'm down for all that. It, it, it's just fucking cool. And she's part shrimp, part dragon, Octopus. part. Oh, yeah, she's got tentacles. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It's like a giant squid almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 all good. It's all good. So during this fight, before the duel, the final duel. Yeah, before the duel, I did hear you know, spoiler for in, in a couple minutes. The scene I would cut. This kiss is so fucking unnecessary. Yeah, like yeah, yes, yeah. I know in the comics, Mara and Arthur are married and blah 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 blah. But you gave us enough in this movie of flirty flirty wanna humpy that I don't need this kiss. <laughs> wanna humpy? How dare you! <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it could have been like a, like a play on the great scene in um, Jurassic World where Jake Johnson tries to kiss Lauren Lapkus, and she's like, "Whoa, I have a boyfriend." It could have been that like she's there, and she's like, "Be the king they they want you to be," and like Arthur leans in for the kiss, and she's like, "Uh, fight happening, not now." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." It's not like quite that. as awkward as the attempted romance between The Rock and Emily Blunt in Jungle Cruise. But it's Ooh, that was rough. That was that fucking was rough. rough. And and actually, what was interesting? We were just we just watched, we just watched a different movie with The Rock, Aubrey and I did, and we were like, oh, uh, the Red Notice, Red Notice, yeah, the the Gal Gadot, the whoa the, whoa 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 whoa. whoa. You better, okay. Go ahead. You better. You better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He can do it kiss, in other places. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, that's in a lot Red of Notice pretty... or in yeah, no, in Red oh. Notice when they kiss each other, I was like, mm, oh well, I, should, I that... thought it was more convincing than Jungle Cruise. It was, but at the same time, I'm like, this kiss should make me feel something different. These are two incredibly <laughs> attractive people making yeah. out right now, and I was like, that... Meh. and the best part is, you know, like seeing them on the press tour, the like the press stuff. It's clearly they have chemistry together, but they mm-hmm. have buddy movie chemistry together. Yeah, um, yeah. How much more in love did you become with Gal Gadot in Red Notice? I didn't think I had to invent a new scale of measurement. Yeah. Holy God. shit. When she's, when she's pretending to be the warden and she just leaves like, toodles. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. So the kiss between Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson doesn't need to happen. This kiss didn't need to happen. But I quickly forget about it because we get a really awesome gladiatorial fight between... Orm and Arthur. It is uh, yeah. 
Jesus, it is so good. And listen, let's also be clear. As amazing as Jason Momoa is, he's still the actor. He's still the lead. He's not doing all of his own stunts. But sure. he knows how to move on screen. Holy cow. Man, he is just so entertaining. I mean, I, none of my criticism in this film has anything to do with the action sequences. And Patrick Wilson, to his credit, again, you know, him and his stunt team and the CGI <laughs> visually effects people uh, put together this amazing fight. It's just so much fun. Uh, yeah, it starts with uh, what does Orm do when he lands on the the ship that they're fighting on? The superhero land. Superhero land. Oh, hello. The creative use of a trident, which again is not a weapon I think of, but you know, even after that initial their initial kind of like square off, Orm uses the butt end of his trident to rip a piece of the ship's hull up and throw it at Aquaman as he charges him to like distract him. It's just such a creative use of this weapon that doesn't get a lot of play. And that seems like an Orm special move because he also takes a chunk of lava during the ring of fire fight and does the exact yeah, same and does the thing. hurl. Yeah, yeah. 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 Before we go any farther, one thing we need to point out, the ocean mm-hmm. master costume in the comics is fucking stupid looking. It's so dumb here. Yeah. It actually kind of looks badass. So is that pretty comics accurate? Oh, go ahead and look up Ocean Master from the comics. Images, Ocean Master. It's oh my, it's pretty silly. <laughs> it's silly, but you're right. They like it they works went in the comics it. just fine. Like sure, in the same way that the spandex, you know, for superheroes works in the comic. Yeah. When I heard he was going to be wearing the mask in yeah. the movie, I was like, e- okay, <laughs> but it looks good. It looks it, good on Patrick Wilson. It is. It does clearly all 100% CGI, but it still looks pretty fucking badass on him. 100%. And I'm excited he's in the sequel, and he apparently has gotten super duper ripped. He released uh, a picture, the, and I was like, "Fuck." Yes, uh, from September 7th, Ocean Grasp seems very totally different in Ocean Grasp. It's got to be Ocean Master. Ocean Master looks very different in the behind-the-scenes photo. Yeah, holy cow, he does. He's got a Tom Hanks survivor Castaway. beard. Carrie Castaway beard, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, so fight, 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 fight. Uh, they're about to uh, – Aquaman bests Orm. Orm's like, kill me. He's screaming, do it. And who walks out of the ocean? But mommy. Mommy. Yeah. Mommy Again, saves the day. Cheesy. You know. Yeah, yeah. Aubrey's like, where did she get her crown and robe? I was like, well, she had that hidden under her lobster armor. You know, that's... I'm not going to say where she had it hidden. Oh. But yes, as cheesy as this is, though, again, Patrick Wilson sells the shit out of the look at her and the... He just wants a hug from his mommy. Yep. He yields. He's arrested. Arthur is a true king. Uh, everyone's excited. Apparently, the brine can, who clearly have gills, uh, can fucking breathe up in the air because the queen, the little mm. girl, is just hanging out there the whole time. Like, hang on, what the fuck is happening? No, she has almost this like pod. It's like a water pod or something. I don't think it is. It didn't look. I think like it was just a cage, like protecting her again. But I don't think there's anything keeping water in but there. that doesn't make sense like i assumed that that was a i believe that's why i pointed it out because it doesn't make sense remember that's my work. job on this podcast Todd, that's is true to point out no, the things that don't make true. sense you've got one uh, job listen i got one job on this ship 
Uh, so yeah, like I said, the Karathan is just free and there was no, you know, if all the humor in this movie, there was a perfect one for like, he comes out of the water and, uh, it should have cut back to Arthur and it should have been something like, well, that might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing hasn't eaten in a, what did it say? Hasn't fisted in eons. So it's just going to eat all those people. <laughs> sure. Sure. Undercutting the seriousness of, or I guess representative of what, who this Jason Moore Aquaman is. So, what do I do now? Be their king. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> Such okay. a do-bro yeah. moment. It's it, like, it really is. But our actual last lovely scene is between and Atlanta. And it is it, just Atlanta. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said, Atlanta. No, no, there's no second T, Atlanta. Oh. Because she is a descendant of King Atlan. Atlanta. Atlanta. And it is a great scene. So, so beautiful. Really yeah. well acted. Their kiss isn't weird. <laughs> no. I, and if you overlook the weird I, I de-aging, it's, it works. Or no, they're not de-aged there. They're, they're not, not de-aged, de-aged yeah. there. Uh, and that sounded like I was making a joke. But no, it, it literally is a very beautiful scene. And the yeah, kissing agreed. seems like genuine love between them. Great. Yep. Uh, we get a voiceover from Arthur. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. They were never meant to meet. But their love saved the world. They made me what I am. A son of the land. A king of the seas. I am the protector of the deep. I am... Aquaman. This would be movie, except no. This is movie. Be, this is how we. Oh my god! How we ninety episodes? Know. You forget. I know. I I like to stay. Yeah, I like to stay loose and mix it up a little bit. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> swallow the music. Oh, and movie. But then after. Uh, some really, really beautiful uh, end credit yeah. scenes or mid credit yeah. scenes because uh, this scene is in the middle. A character we completely forgot to talk about. Yes, Doctor Shin. This is exactly who he is in the comics. Is he? A- yes, he's he's kind of like a, a Renfeld to Ocean Master type thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it played by the absolutely amazing Jim Halpert. Hey. Hats off to you for not seeing race. And of course, Black Manta isn't dead. He is one of Aquaman's, you know, iconic nemeses. So of course. Uh, he will clearly, I'm assuming, return in the next one, or else why have that? I seen? believe he is the main villain in the next one. I'm pretty sure mm. that's probably why they get Orm out of jail. I think it's going okay. to be kind of a <laughs> continuing the water Thor theme. I believe this is going to be kind of like a Thor Dark World where the two brothers that don't like each other Ooh, have to work together. So we're gonna hate it. But then maybe rate it more highly on the rewatch. Okay. All right. So that is moving. All right. And uh, as uh, we always do. We do. We got some questions. Uh, Todd, who is your favorite character? Oh. Listen, I like Jason Momoa. 
I like him. I'm happy that he has this. I'm happy for what he brings to the mix with the Justice League and the mm-hmm. moments in this that are work. But again, there's just something. It's that almost he's almost winking at the camera that takes me yeah. out of it. My favorite character is actually the Trench. The Trench Monsters? Yeah. Yeah. They're right. just fucking cool. How about you? It's Patrick Wilson. He's really great Ooh, in this. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah, really yeah. great in this. Like, yeah, that's true. I, it's almost like, yes, he's being a mustache twirling villain, but I feel like Patrick Wilson knew what he was getting into. Yeah. And he just you goes know, for pa- it. Yeah, that's fair. Patrick Wilson's so good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that one. Um, but Casey, what is the best scene? No, that's the trench scene. The trench scene oh. is fantastic. Yeah, it is yeah. beautiful. Uh, I forgot to mention, but personally, my favorite moment in the whole thing it yeah. is a visual timestamp, 142.10. It is right after they jump off into the water, and mm. it is a full splash. The boat's in the center. They're going down, and you just see that there are trench monsters coming from There's like every a thousand direction. of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's wonderful great, and terrifying all at the same time. That and you know it's great. Right as they d- jump into the water, you can vision envision that as a you know a two page splash panel, but mm-hmm. that's like an up close. And then that next shot is the exact opposite. It's a two page page splash from you know a mile away, and you see in the in the scale. Yeah, that's a that's the, the visuals so good, so good. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, for me, it's that it's the. It's the zombie attack on the boat, the the yeah. trench monsters. It's great. Yeah. Um, what is one scene you would cut though? Yeah, it's bigger than a scene. The whole national treasure sequence, and I, you know, I'm going to stop calling it Razor Lost Ark because that's not fair. It's it's national. It's, na- treasure it's more national treasure. You're yeah. right. You're right. And it just it, it doesn't. I don't think it adds anything to it. I think it takes away from what it could have been. So it doesn't get rid of that yeah. sequence. Yeah. I got the kiss. I mean, yes, okay, I agree sure. with you on that, but man, that kiss just didn't need to be in this movie at all. Yeah. Okay. In the hey, next Casey, one, sure, oh, fine, but not in this one. Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? I think it's Momoa. I think yeah, he's having a fucking blast. Yeah. You know, we did also didn't mention um, as fucking goofy as the aquaman costume is oh uh, in the comics when he gets, when he gets holy, the comic accurate holy shit does jason Momoa, i mean i'm that that was uh all over the trailers yeah yes yep and i remember seeing it and be like oh my god they fucking broke the code it looks it, so good it, it looks so good and you know clearly look he's it's his movie everything's riding on him i'm sure he worked his ass off and yet I also think this is the work he loves doing, right? This is the kind of, yeah, you can just tell he's having a blast. This is Cal Drogo on a seahorse. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, even to the I point understand. when he wakes up on the ship, did you notice that she's bound his wounds and the the bandages, seaweed. the dark color, yeah. the seaweed looks like Cal Drogo's half, oh, half, yeah. mid, even half I get, uh, yeah, even I get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so Casey, once again, the mm. IMDb score for this movie was a 6.9 out of 10. How do you rate it? It's an 8. It's a it's a solid B movie. It's fine. 
It's not bad. It's it's just it's it's a bit of a jumble, but it's still an enjoyable watch. Yeah, it's a bit of a jumble. I don't know. I'd go as far as eight. I mean, maybe up a little bit, maybe a seven and a half. But I mean, listen, I didn't I didn't hate watch it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I just kept so many times. I was like, why, why? I, you know. But mm-hmm. it, listen, but again, if you just want to sit down, I, I mean, Aubrey and Joseph loved the first Venom Venom movie, you know, because they because like the visuals, the action sequences. They didn't care that the story wasn't that great. If mm. you want to sit down and watch something, you, you know, something in the superhero space and it's you don't want to think too much about it, this is a great movie. This one's this one's a home run. I'd be interested to see what they think of Venom Let There Be Carnage because yeah. that movie's god damn it was such a hot mess. Uh, and I'm so disappointed. I wanted so much better for Andy Circus. So But apparently, much like the Babadook. Venom is now considered an LGBTQ character. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. I did not hear I won't say I won't say any more. Okay. And it's not because Venom is uh, LGBTQ in the movie, but they identify with what's going on. Did you see the Babadook? I did not. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Uh, Babadook's really good. Okay. Uh, New Zealand. (laughs) They can make, or, or is it? Australia. One of the two. Oh, I only know that because uh, she, instead of saying Baba Duke, which is what it is, because yeah. they're New Zealand, it's and hey, Baba Duke. <laughs> Baba Duke. Uh, now, Baba Duke. Casey, uh, the mm. question we're often asked as a couple uh. of dads who love these movies is this a movie to watch with the kids? I don't know what the bean would feel about this. I'm sure she would find Momoa and um, <laughs> Amber Heard hot. Yep. Our new favorite word. Right. Yep. Uh, Our, everybody is we'll just, hot. We won't touch that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh God. And I, I, I've asked her a couple of times, like, just find a new word, or don't <laughs> announce every person you find hot because sure, sure. I don't, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But maybe the trench stuff might be a little too intense for her. Um. Yeah. I guess I would try it at some point. I think like so many movies, it definitely comes down to the kids. The French, uh, the French, the trench are very intense. So if you had a child that, you know, that would be an issue for, then you, you better be ready for that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some death, you know, but it's it's very, I mean, you'd be hard pressed another find, to find another superhero movie that's not more comic booky in the feel. So even when Orm kills the king of the fishermen, I mean, it. It doesn't feel like a like a horror movie death, you know what I mean? It's no, it doesn't feel. Yeah, no. So it depends on the kids. Um, yeah. There will be a lot of kids that will just love. I mean, it's action, action, action through most of it. So mm-hmm. if you got a kid that likes that, I think they'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, Todd. Yeah. It's that special time of the evening. It is, and I think on our break here, I'm going to deliver these slips to you because I feel like I'm sorry, I won't be available. <laughs> you all right, all right. I had I it for a... most of last season. I had it for all of last season, and Did most I? of Did the. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Okay. All right. Okay. Because we were on, we were quarantined. Get goop. Right. Yeah, but I had it for part of it, didn't I? All right. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Okay. Oh fuck. Oh no! Fuck. Don't say oh fuck. Uh, what is up next? 
Uh, hey, remember when you talked about uh, you thought the bar scene was an homage to Wolverine in the first X-Men movie? What's oh. the next movie in the X-Men sequence that we have to watch? Uh, what what was the last one we did? Oh, First Class? Oh, no, boy. No, no. We did. Didn't we do we Days did of first Future class. Past? We have not done Days of Future Past. That is our next watch. Hey, friends. Todd here from the future, editing the episode. We realized after we were done recording that we totally missequenced the X-Men series. So you hear us, actually I cut, a whole lot of conversation of us talking about X-Men Days of Future Past. We realized after the fact we had the order switched. The next movie in the X-Men franchise is actually The Wolverine. So I've cut all of our discussion about X-Men Days of Future Past because it doesn't apply. We watched the trailer, doesn't apply. So, hey, our next episode will be the next movie in the X-Men sequence, The Wolverine. Listen, if you want to track me down and share, you know, let me know what you're thinking. Give me a holler. I'm on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at TMP in SYR. Hey, Casey, where can folks find you? Oh, you know, uh, that little old Twitter, you can find me at not Ryan Casey and on Instagram, because for some reason already someone had already taken it. I am not dot Ryan Casey. And uh, if you want to write us a, an email, you can do that. Uh, oh, wait, if you want to tweet at the podcast directly. You sure. can do that at TSPHC Tweets. If you want to look at some of our Instagram, uh, if you haven't already, we just put up a thing celebrating happy holidays that I think you'll all get a good kick out of. <laughs> nightmare fuel. Uh, and, of course, if you want to write us uh, what your nightmare was in a long-form <laughs> format, you can do that via email at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. Find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane, by Shane Ivers. You can find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be heroic. heroic.